starting our series called The Star, and uh, this series is going to carry us through the Advent season over the next few weeks uh, until we reach its culmination, and that's Christmas, right? It's the birth of our Savior. You know, the word Advent, I heard it for a long time, and I, I guess it's one of those words I'm just used to hearing, and I really hadn't thought about it. Uh, like, what does it actually mean? I mean, I knew Advent season meant, you know, kind of like before Christmas. Well, actually, that's a pretty good definition, because Advent uh, is from, it's a Latin term, but it means coming. So it's coming. And so uh, we're going to use these next few weeks leading up to Christmas as a chance to look forward to the celebration uh, of the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah, uh, the light of the world, right? So Advent is a season of great expectation. It's a season of great expectation. So I'm glad you're here with us uh, for these next few weeks. hope you can come and, and kind of take part of this journey, right, that will begin today as we, uh, as we move towards uh, Christmas. You know, this Advent season... We call it a journey. It's a, it's a, really it's a journey of the heart and soul, right? We're not actually going to get in the car and go anywhere. It's a journey of the heart and soul, but it's a journey that also, if we'll allow it to, if we'll if we'll if we'll open ourselves up to the journey, what it's going to do is going to help us to realign some of our expectations and experiences of the Christmas season. Because I think we'll all agree, sometimes those get a little caught up in the uh, the shopping and then, you know, those other things than what it's all about. It's a, it's a journey that we're going to explore the gifts of Christmas, the, the gifts of Christmas okay, uh, delivered by and through Christ. Look, the, the, those gifts are the ones that we really want, right? I mean, we like the stuff, you know, that comes from the electronic stores, and, you know, we like those kind of gifts, but if we really think about our lives, the, the true gifts that we need are the gifts that never grow old, it's the gifts of hope, gifts of love, gifts of joy. And one that a lot of us love and need is peace. It's a gift of peace in our lives. So, look, all of us in our lives, we go through a lot of stuff, and we need all four of those gifts to get through life, don't we? Because we need hope to carry us through the storms of life that we all face. We, we need love that doesn't give up. We Joy. You know, joy is like, it's the fuel, right, that, that carries us forward. It's the fuel that keeps us going. It powers us and it's peace to, to face no matter whatever challenges life throws us. We, we need that to get through us. So uh, our journey and, and this message uh, is going to center on the star as our guiding light. Now, that star of Bethlehem, right, we, you know, we've, all our lives we've heard about the star of Bethlehem. And people talk about that. And, it, it's kind of taken this central place in the Christmas story. You know, interestingly enough, uh, it's only mentioned in the book of Matthew in the Bible. I mean, it's, it's not something that gets a lot of, of things written about it. But um, it, the, the record of the wise men of the East, you know, it says they followed the star. And, and it's only mentioned, like I said, in Matthew's account. And, you know, the interesting thing about the star is over history, right, if you've read, there's been a lot of writers and scholars that have had a lot of thoughts about what about that star? What was it? You know, uh, w- you know what star actually was it? And, and then they asked about, you know, well, who were these wise men? Right? There's all those questions. And, and then when this cosmic event, you know, took place, you know, uh, I mean, there's, there's debates, right? You know, there's debates about all these things. And, and, you know, if we're not careful, we can get caught up in all the scholarly discussion of, you know, was it one star or multiple and, you know, when did, who, who were these guys and when exactly did they show up and, you know, and all that. You know, let's just 
boil it down to what really matters. Okay? What, what really, because part of that discussion will go on forever, right? And we can't really know. But what we can know is this. The truth remains that the light of the star led people to Jesus. The light of the star led people to Jesus. Even if they were still on the journey the night he was born. Doesn't matter, does it? It led them to Jesus. Okay? And, and so no matter. The star remains the guy that ultimately led them all to Jesus, the light of the world, including us. Including us. Okay? So Advent season is as much about the journey as it is about the destination. So we don't want to rush out. We, you know, sometimes... You know, kids, right, when we're little, we go, we go on a car, you know, we get a car trip, and, you know, it's almost like, you know, we hardly got out of the driveway, and we're saying, Dad, are we there yet? Right? You know, because we're in such a hurry. We want to get to the water park. We want to get to the mountain. We want to get to the thing. But if we're not careful, we miss all the beautiful things along the way. Right? And a lot of times in life, the, it's, the, it's the journey. A lot of times the journey is as much. In fact, sometimes the journey is the whole thing. A few years ago, my son and I, uh, he had a car, and we, he... We needed to get a car from here to California, okay? And my son was here, and at the last minute, it worked out for me. We decided to, to drive together. That's a pretty good drive, okay? That's a pretty good drive, okay? And, and, and so we pulled out one afternoon. i got to tell you, you know, between here and California, if you kind of go through Colorado, that's beautiful, right? We did. And then you get over into, you know, southern Utah and you know, down in there. I mean, it gets to be desert. Now, that's pretty, too. Okay, but you know, here's the deal. I was just saw I saw a picture that we took along the way, and and, and I sent it to him. In fact, my my wife saw it too. I, I remind it reminded me of the journey. I mean, getting the car to California was just the thing. You see what I mean? But I got to spend three days in a car with my son, and we got to talk. And we got to dream. And you, do you see what I mean? We got to spend this time together. Okay? I'll never forget that. And, and so if we're not careful, we, we, we miss the journey. And so as we, as we move through these next few weeks and we go through Advent season, let's remember that life is so much more than the destination. We've got to enjoy the journey. Or, or we've really missed a lot of the beauty and good things that God has for us. So we're going to take the time to explore these things and to ponder the true meaning of this time of year. Otherwise, we'll, we get so caught up in the hectic, stressful stuff of the season, right, that we just kind of like going, oh, I'll be glad when this is over. And, and then that's missing the whole point and the, and the opportunity. Okay, so no matter where you find yourself today in all of that, I just want to invite you to, to join the journey. Okay, let's, let's all do this together for the next few weeks and journey toward that first Christmas, you know, think about some of the folks who were involved in the first Christmas. There was Mary and Joseph and an innkeeper and a jealous king and some wise men and some shepherds and, you know, some angels and, you know, a lot more, right? And, you know, if you think about those people, uh, if they got a look at our lives, probably make their heads spin. Some of the things we do and we're involved in, right? The pace of our lives, the issues of our lives, you know, but let's remember, too, that each of those people were also, also facing daily difficulties. They were facing a lot of issues in their lives that we probably wouldn't want any part of either. Things we take for granted today. You know, and those folks, we're talking about the, the, even Mary and Joseph. 
and, and, and the wise men and the shepherds, they didn't have all the answers. I mean, if we're not careful, we can read the Christmas stories, right, and go, oh, these wise people and all. You know, We've got to remember that these folks were participants in this as it's unfolding. We, we kind of get to look back and read the whole story and have the benefit of history and time and perspective. They were right in the middle of this thing as it's unfolding. Half the time, they didn't know what was going on. They didn't have all the answers. They were just having to trust. They, I mean, just think about it. Even when the angels were telling them what was going on, I mean, who's ever had angels giving them a message before, right? I mean, this was all brand new stuff. It was exciting. It was scary. But, but what it was was they were having to process it as well. And so even today, that's what sometimes we need to do is take time to sit and allow what's happening in our lives to sink in and to process it and understand that if we'll trust God, he'll guide our steps, even if we don't understand and have all the answers as well. So today, just want to encourage you. Let's, uh, let's, let's start this, okay? Let's persevere through any darkness of our lives that we're facing right now, no matter what it may look like, and let's look for that glimmer of hope, okay? Uh, we're going to move toward uh, this light, this star, as we journey together toward Bethlehem drawn by that hope, joy, and love that waits for us there, okay? Now, I also realize that what I'm talking about can be difficult for people, okay? Because, you know, in any one of us right now could say, yeah, that's, you know, this whole Christmas season, Advent, easy for you to say, you don't know what I'm going through, right? Because we all know holidays and Christmas can be a very difficult time for some people. And... Look, we all go through a lot of struggles in life, right? And right now, I mean, those struggles can be financial. They can be tough relationships that aren't right. They can be, you know, some, some of us come from families that are kind of dysfunctional or, you know, things aren't right. They're not, things aren't the way we wish they were, okay? Um, or maybe we're suffering, you know, we, we have loss. We've lost loved ones, and they won't be there. They won't be a part of the celebration, and so we're... We, we struggle with those things. So look, all of those things, right, that are, are areas that can make this season difficult for us. I just want to encourage you, though, no matter where you are today, what thing that you have that's in your life that you're having to deal with, um, it's in those darkest moments that that light shines the brightest. Okay? You know, think about it, right? Uh, We have this, you know, brought my very high-tech light apparatus. Okay. You know, turn this flashlight on, and right now, you kind of go, so what, right? I mean, it doesn't matter much right now. We can, you know, we can barely see it, right? It, it's, it's not worth much right now, is it? Okay. But, you know, sometimes we really have to acknowledge the darkness before we can find the light. We have to actually acknowledge we're in it. And so, you know, I turn this on and you look at it and go, what's, what's the big deal? But if I, you know, if we found ourselves in a big dark tunnel or in a cave, where there's out, or have you ever been out in the country like on a moonless, you know, on, on the night when there's no moon? Man, that's a whole new kind of dark, isn't it? You know, I mean, have you ever been in a place where it's so dark? I mean, honestly, you can't see your hand in front of your face? Yeah. Well, you know, if you found yourself in that kind of situation, you'd really like to have this, wouldn't you? 
Because you might go, you know what, there's a lot bigger flashlights, there's a lot brighter flashlights, there's a lot fancier flashlights, there's ones made out of titanium and all kind of stuff. This is a little dollar one, you know, okay? But you know what? If you were stuck in that dark place, you'd be really happy to have this in your pocket, wouldn't you? Because you know what? In enough darkness, it doesn't take a whole lot of light to make the difference between light and, night and death, uh, life and death, does it? You know, you can, in a dark enough space, this little light will shine pretty brightly. Okay, so we just need to understand that, you know, no matter how dark our life can be, when we were kids, any of you ever in Sunday school as a little kid and sing, this little light of mine, this little light of mine, that little light, I don't know, but they don't trust kids with big lights or big candles, you know, yeah, so it's a little light of mine, this little tiny candle, you know, like this, well, you know what, that little candle on a dark night, you can see that light for miles. Doesn't take a big light, doesn't take a bright light, does it? But you need some light. And what does that light do? It gives you guidance, it gives you direction, it gives you, man, you know, you just love if you were lost to see a light and think, well, that's got to be somebody, that's something, that gives me something to walk towards, right? It, it helps me figure out my direction that I need to go. And that's what this whole light, this light of the world, Jesus is. It's the star of Bethlehem that guided the people. These guys didn't even really know. That, you know, they didn't know what was necessarily going to be there when they got there. They just knew they needed to follow the light. They knew they needed to go there. And sometimes as we get these issues in our lives we're dealing with, we just need to follow the light. Right? We just need to trust that Jesus won't guide us in a bad place. Man, I, I don't know about you, but I mean, I've been in some difficult, confusing situations in my life. And I've... You know, I think most of us feel like we're reasonably smart and can think our way through a lot of times. But there's sometimes you can find yourself in a deal where you just don't know what to do, right? And that's the time you need to trust Jesus because if you will, he will guide you. He'll give you wisdom and he'll lead you in that way. The smallest amount of light can make a huge difference at those, at those tough times. Isn't it kind of cool in life how God uses his own creation also to reveal himself? I mean, he used the star, it's, he, he used something he created a long time ago, right, and used that to announce to the world the birth of his son. And he still does that today. You know, Psalm 19, 1-4 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Their voice goes out to all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. God uses his own creation isn't it wonderful that today, when we still trust him, we look to him, he reveals himself to us, even in his own creation. Psalm 8, 3 and 4 says, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars which you've set in place, what is mankind that you're mindful of him? Humans, that you care for them, but he does. He does care for us and he loves us. And he's put those things there to remind us of his glory and his majesty, but he also gives us light to follow him. Look, God's glory is seen in the stars. And if you've ever, like I said, been out in the country on a, on a beautiful, clear night, and you, 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 know, you can see so many more stars than you can in the city, right? Because in the city, we have all the lights of the city that kind of wash out that, that, that light. Okay. Uh, you know, again, the fact is the darker the setting, the better the starlight. And if we're not careful this holiday season, all the glitz, all the shiny lights... All the neat things will distract us and will drown out the light of the star of Bethlehem and of the star of this season leading us to Jesus. So we just got to keep ourselves from getting distracted by all those shiny lights, right? 
But as we face this darkness, we call it what it is, we see the true light, and we can start to acknowledge the darkness and see the star that leads us on our journey. So we're going we're gonna to journey together towards this Advent season, okay? Uh, and, and we're going to deal with it. Now, you know, the people that we just talked about, those characters, uh, those participants in that, in, that, uh, in that first Advent season, right, that, that birth of Jesus, they were in a pretty tough time too. They were, they were dealing with a lot of issues. They were dealing with, uh, you know, a king. They were dealing with that, uh, Roman oppression. Uh, you know, they, they had all of this prophecy from the, from the prophets, you know, back in the Old Testament that they had that, that said uh, that there would, uh, had prophesied a Messiah, but yet they'd been waiting for hundreds of years, and it hadn't happened. And, you know, Isaiah 7:14 said, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. He said, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you'll call him Emmanuel. I mean, this is hundreds. This is way before the birth of Jesus, right? Uh, Isaiah also, Isaiah 9:2 talked about the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, the light has uh, dawned. Both those verses spoken hundreds of years before Jesus was born. But, you know, the people of Israel at that time were living kind of in this, this space between promise on one side and, and fulfillment. And, and it was, seemed like a really long time. I mean, it's easy for us as we look back and we, and we you know, to see how the things like the first Passover, right, the, the, the Passover, it's easy for us to see how that was like a, a type, right, of, of Jesus would come and, 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 and pay the price and forgive our, you know, of our sins, right? But, but the people living through it didn't know that. They just, they just knew what were happening. The, the people of Israel just didn't have that benefit of hindsight that we have today that if we're not careful, we can, all, we can really miss a lot of the meaning. Uh, honestly, a lot of the people of Israel thought that, that God had forgotten about them because there's been hundreds of years of silence and, and no fresh word. And they were living under Roman oppression. I mean, there were just so many things going on. If we're not careful, we can find ourselves in that same place, right? We can find ourselves in a jam with tough things going on in our lives, and we can start to think that God's forgotten us too, that, God, that nothing can rescue us and that we're stuck. So what we want to just remember again is that as we journey towards this Christmas season, that that, that light, that hope, that we have in Jesus, even the smallest amount of it, if we'll allow it into our lives, can give us, can give us a, a guide and a path that can start to rebuild faith and can start to lead us to, to where we're trying to go, which is really to full knowledge of Jesus, right, and to allow him to have his uh, control of our lives. Look, this whole process of Advent, it's not, we like things fast, don't we? I mean, I, if i got a problem, and I was really fortunate. A couple weeks ago, I got a flat tire. I mean, we were out driving, and I found out all of a sudden the low-pressure deal comes on, and you start to think, man, my day is messed up, right? Fortunately, it was in town. I got over. I was able to make it to discount tire over here, and about two hours later, I'm back on the road. I mean, we love problems to get solved like that, right? Unfortunately, not all the issues of our life can be solved quite that quickly, you know, and 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 so what we want to understand is that if we allow this Advent season, this chance for hope to be reborn, for us to find that love, peace, and joy that comes through Him, 
can, it's going to take, it's, it's not an instant process, but it's a real process. And if we'll allow it to, it'll make a true difference in our lives. So other than acknowledging the darkness, we've kind of got to embrace the weight. We've got to understand that this is going to, you know, this takes a little time in our lives. So, you know, uh, I'm, you know I, would, I would ask you, you know, the really uh, simple, dumb question today is, does anybody like waiting? Does anybody, does anybody say, I really love to wait? I mean, you know, man, I love it when I pull up at the, you know, in the line for the ATM machine at the bank and, you know, there's two cars in front of me trying to get up to the machine and I think the guy right in front of me is trying to pay off his mortgage with penny rolls, you know, or something. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like you get behind the wrong car and, you know, just, right? Because if I want a $20 bill, I want it right now, right? You know, so we, we don't like to wait. Well, Sometimes things just are going to require that we wait, right? We live in a culture. We do everything we can to reduce time, man, whether it's automated tellers or ordering at the fast food place, you know. Uh, Look, think about it. Sin entered the world back in in Genesis, and even then, uh, in Genesis 3, 14, and 15, when God offered a promise of hope for the sin of mankind, and he said... Uh, that God cursed the serpent that tempted Eve and said that through her offspring somebody was going to come who would crush the serpent and that Jesus, uh, the source of hope, would, you know, he, from the very beginning, Jesus was going to be that source of hope. God had this plan. But, but from the first time when God said, I've got a plan, because the world is constrained by the constraints of time on this earth, right from the time that happened till the time Jesus was born, is a long time. And so if we're not careful, what we start to do is start to say, God's not there. God's not looking out for me. God doesn't have my back. And so if we're not careful, we start looking for our own solutions to life's issues rather than waiting on God and trusting Him. You know, man, think about it. I mean, there are people... uh, Think about a farmer. You know, you know, during a drought season, right, standing, you know, on their field and it's all dusty and dry and they're going, man, it hadn't rained in however many, you know, months or years and the crop is ruined, right? And they're just going, I, God, you know, where, where are you? Okay, and, and then, you know, they look over and they see this little cloud coming, you know, from the distance and it, and it comes and, 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 they, and they have this promise of rain. Right? Well, all of a sudden, it, it, their, their hope is renewed. And, and so the people of Israel were just like that. They were waiting, going, where's God? I mean, we, you've promised us. We have the Old Testament, right? We had, they had those scriptures. They knew that God had said there was going to be a solution to this, but where was it? And finally, this guy, John the Baptist, came along, right? And John, it, you know, it said in one of, it, one of the translations, says in John one twenty three, it says, I'm thunder in the desert. You know, and he was uh, making straight the road. Uh, for God and so it it was this long waiting Advent speaks to this whole process of waiting and and it really feels unnatural to you and me because of our desire for quick solutions and quick resolution to our problems but it's the waiting that reminds us where our hope is found so look while we celebrate uh, Jesus birth we also wait for our true fulfillment which will be a second coming as well and so you know we're still we're like them we're still living you know in the in between right of Jesus came we know he's coming back and that's going to be the ultimate ultimate uh, fulfillment uh, so we live in that place between the already and the not yet just like 
the Israelites. And Revelation 7, 9 and 16 and 17 says, uh, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne, before the Lamb. And they hunger no more, they thirst no more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. He will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Look, it's our our hope. It's our hope in that future that fuels our faith. It's our hope that fuels our faith. It's our hope that, that gives us patience to wait between the promise that we have and the fulfillment. The fulfillment doesn't come in our time. It comes in God's time. It comes in God's time. And so the question is, how are we going to spend the time between the promise and the fulfillment? That's the choice we get to make. That's where we get to decide how it's going to be. So I want to encourage us to spend that time in ways that bring honor and glory to God in this Advent season as we do it, right, as we walk through the steps. And today is about hope. We can all understand that we live in a world that needs hope. We have a lot of people around us who I think they, if they would tell the truth, would say in many ways they are hopeless. They are hopeless. They feel like they've been robbed of their hope. They feel like and, and they can feel that, that the hopelessness they, they feel has been, like, done to them. And that may be true. That may be true in a lot of ways. But the good news is, is that when we put our eyes on Jesus and we trust him for our hope, that no matter what other people have done to us, he can come and replace that hope. He can come and heal that heart. He can come and meet that need like no one else can ever do. So it's how we will spend the time. So finally, if we really want to experience this Advent season for, for what it's meant to do and for what it's really worth, what we need to do is commit to this journey, right, is to actually allow this process to unfold in our lives and allow the truth, hope, and love of God to come in and, and change us, okay? Look, by, uh, you know, this waiting, this whole concept of waiting, uh, and yet we're saying we want to commit to the journey. And, you know, to me, right, the, the images of waiting but, but being on a journey are like really different things, right? That's not the same thing. Um, kind of interesting, cause, right, because waiting sort of sounds like sitting around. You know, uh, journeying sounds like moving. And so, you know, how do you, how do you be sitting around, you know, to allow this, this waiting on the Lord but yet, journeying toward, you know, what he's got for you. Uh, This concept in Scripture is actually used pretty frequently, but what it really kind of talks about, it's like active waiting, right? There's, there's, There's waiting that's sort of like I'm sleeping, right? But there's active waiting. You know, it's a little like, it's sort of like leaning into the conversation, right? I mean, there's listening and there's active listening, right? There's listening that's sort of like just not talking, but, yeah, but, but then there's active listening, right, that's actually hearing what's being said, processing and understanding its meaning and, and, and thinking about what comes next. Well, let's think of waiting the same way. There's, 
there's, there's waiting that's just sitting back going, mm, I don't know, right? But then there's active waiting that's, that's listening to what's going on. It's hearing the voice of God, and it's preparing for what's next. It's, it's waiting with an expectant heart. That it's like, you know, you, you know that something's happening. You know that more is going to happen. And you want to be present for it. Right? You don't want to miss it. And so you, 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 you don't just sit and go, well, you know, between naps, I'll check out and see how things have moved. No, it's staying fully. Do you ever hear people use the phrase being present in the moment? Being present in the moment? Well, that's, that's a good example of active waiting, right? It's being present in the moment. It's saying, I'm not going to allow life to move by without me. I'm going to be present in the moment to see and hear what God is doing. And by the way, being present in the moment for us as we say, well, okay, Jesus came, uh, paid the price for my sins. I'm a follower of Jesus, and now I, I'm looking forward to his return over here. What do I, but it hasn't come yet, so what is it I'm supposed to do? Well, being present in the moment will help you be aware of a lot of things you're supposed to do, won't it? Because being present in the moment is when you actually are listening to the people around you and you're hearing the needs that they have and you're going, ah, maybe God put me here in this spot at this moment to hear this need because I'm actually supposed to be part of the solution. You know, not everything is hearing someone's need and just saying, well, I'll pray for you, my friend. Sometimes you're actually supposed to buy them the meal. Sometimes you're the one, you see what I mean? Sometimes you're actually supposed to be the one to be Jesus' hands and feet for that person. And, but being present in the moment is what will make you aware of that and allow you to live that way. Okay? And that's what we all want to, we, we want to do. We want to, be, we want to be active. We want to be present in the moment while we're still anticipating and looking forward to this final, this final outcome, right? The, to, to Jesus' glorious return. Uh, Psalm 31:24 says, "Be strong and take heart, all you who hope in the Lord." So that's us. We need to hope in the Lord and to be strong. Okay, I have a question for you. So now, if we say live with hope, right? We want to live with hope. What would that look like in real life? I mean, what would be some examples? How, how, what, what is living with hope? How, how do you do that? What would an example of it be? Anybody? Yeah. You're actually taking steps towards that goal even though it's not promised. Good, good. What else? Anybody else? Any other thoughts? Living with hope. What's what's a person living with hope gonna look like? Happy, joyful. Not giving up, gonna persevere, right? Because you're living with hope. I mean, a life filled with hope, a life Filled with hope is a life that is fueled to move forward, right? Because there's going to always be obstacles and roadblocks and barriers and things that are going to come along to try and discourage us. But it's that hope of, of when, you, when you know the final outcome, you persevere through the challenge, right? Because you have the hope of knowing what's on the other side of it. And so that's what we want to do. We want to, be, we want to remain alert and sober uh, and active uh, so that no matter where we are, on the journey, we, we keep moving forward to the light of the love of God. Okay? So, look, as we, as we kind of close here, uh, this whole season of Advent is we're not doing this so it's like we can 
check off some boxes, you know, and say, well, it was Advent, so we talked, you know, we, we walked through Advent, okay? Um, it's about preparing our hearts. It's about, it's about helping us to resensitize maybe what the commercial, commercial world has taken away from us if we're not careful through this time of year. Taking the focus off, you know, all the Black Friday sales, which they're really good. Okay, it's good. Nothing wrong with that, right? But it's, if, we, if we make that what it's all about, then we completely miss the season. Okay? So um, you just have to be willing to follow God's lead wherever you are right now. Okay? Because the good news for us is that with God, it's never too late. Right? You never reach a point where he says, you know what? I tried to get your attention for years, and now I'm, you know, now you're on your own, right? I'm really glad I serve a God that no matter how far I've wandered off course, no matter what I've done or not done, that when I turn to him, I'm never so far away that I can't see that little bit of light shining that I can follow, that I can move towards. I'm, I'm really glad, I'm really thankful that, that he sent his light into the world to fill, our, to fill the darkness of sin. Where God's light shines, darkness has to flee. There, there is no such thing as darkness with some light. Right? Right? No matter how dark our world can be, at a given moment, no matter how far away from God we are, no matter what difficulties we're facing, no matter how impossible things look, even the smallest amount of light, it's not dark. It may not be as bright as we would like it, but if we move towards the light, it will get brighter, and we will see. And so this Advent season, I just want to encourage you to take time to follow the star, to move in the direction of the light, it always leads us to Jesus. Always leads us to Jesus. Would you, uh, would you stand and would you join me in prayer today? I just ask everybody to, uh, let's just take a second, just bow your heads and close your eyes. Um, today, I just want to give you an opportunity. Look, uh, it is a tough season for a lot of folks. Uh, Again, whether it's financial issues, family issues, things of the past, worry, concerns about the future, tough relationships, um, we can find ourselves in what can feel like a really dark spot. Okay, so today, if 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 you've been in that dark place, or or you're even there, but you'd say, you know what, today, I don't want to allow that darkness to overwhelm me anymore. I, I don't want to allow the darkness to keep me from moving forward. I. I want to move towards what God has for me. I, I want to regain my hope and start moving forward. If, if that would be you, no one looking around, just slip your hand up. I just want to be able to pray for you. Okay, amen, amen. Okay. The other question I just ask is if there's anybody here that would say, you know what, today, actually, I've never received that light. I've, I've never received Jesus as my, as my Savior. I, I actually, I want to... Uh, begin this journey by by becoming a follower of Jesus and starting to follow 
uh, the light of his light and love and truth. If, if that would be you today, you just want to make that first-time commitment to, to say, I want to become a follower of Jesus. Uh, no one looking around. Just, just lift your hand up. Okay. So, Lord, today you have seen our hearts. You know, Father, where we are. And, Father, today we just commit uh, ourselves to you. Lord, we pray, Father, that today as we enter this Advent season, Lord, as we approach it, that, Lord, we would look towards you. We would follow the light of your love. We would follow the light of your word, Father, that we would allow you to permeate the darkness of our lives and illuminate it with hope, love, and joy. So, Father, we commit this day to you. We commit this season to you. And we pray, Father, that as we move forward through this entire season, Lord, that we would shine and bring your light and your love to all those around us. In Jesus' precious and holy name, amen.